Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Gannison and Akubo. The Bucks game is over. And now, it's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But, you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, uh, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay. The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think, you know, we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just, like, the most likable human being. And all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes after him. And it just it's really positive to see that be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome in. The Bucks come up on a losing end tonight to the Houston Rockets on ABC and of course on Fox Sports Wisconsin as well they lose 120 to 116 to the rockets want to hear from you tonight after that one not sure how you can have a playoff feel in a bubble without fans but the intensity between both of these teams felt like it was ratcheted up a little bit tonight from my perspective at least Kind of felt like Harden had his guys ready to roll because remember, Harden and the Rockets had never beaten a Bucks team coached by Mike Budenholz. Never had happened. Nope, never had happened until tonight. So I think he wanted it. I think he wanted it because he thinks he should have won the MVP award last year. Another reason that probably Harden wanted it. I think Giannis wanted it because Giannis is sick and tired of probably listening to Harden jabber his jaws about how he should have been the MVP and taking shots at Giannis all the time. And then Giannis having to talk about it in press conferences in Milwaukee. So I I think it was ratcheted up a little bit between these two teams. What I think you have seen in this game was just how important Having an Eric Bledsoe truly, truly is when you face a Houston Rockets team like this. I think from that perspective, it probably opened up everybody's eyes a little bit. Let's go inside the box. How did tonight's game add up? Let's go inside the box score. On the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. And see what your favorite players did in today's game. Presented by Autos Wine and Spirits. Locally owned, offering the widest selection of beer, wine, and liquor with everyday low prices at their seven Milwaukee locations. AutosWineAndSpirits.com. 
We'll have City Moncrief joining the show in just a little bit. We'll also have Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He'll join us as well. And of course, your calls want to hear what you thought of tonight's game. Those of you that have hated on Chris Middleton, realize he missed a, a shot or two there at the end, but Chris Middleton is a big reason why this team was still in it. Would love to hear uh, from you tonight and your thoughts on Chris Middleton's play. And then Giannis uh, had a huge game and a stupid pass uh, at the end of the game. Caught in the air, tried to make a throw to Kyle Korver and ended up turning it over. And really, turnovers were the theme of the night for Milwaukee. 15 first-half turnovers just killed this Bucks team as we go inside the Bucks score. Giannis plays 33 minutes, 14 of 25 from the floor, 2 of 5 from 3, 6 of 9 from the free throw line. He had 36 points, 18 rebounds, 8 assists, a block, uh, and only 3 turnovers. Chris Middleton, 34 minutes, 10 of 18 from the floor, 3 of 8 from 3, 4 of 4 from the line, 27 points, 12 boards, 4 assists, a steal, 6 turnovers for Middleton. Brooke Lopez, 31 minutes, 9 of 18 from the floor, 0 of 2 from 3, 5 of 6 from the line, 23 points, 12 boards, 2 assists, couple of block shots, and 1 turnover for Brooke Lopez. A nice night uh, for Brooke Lopez for sure. Wesley Matthews, 27 minutes, 1 of 6 from the floor, 1 of 6 from downtown for Wesley Matthews on the night. He had 3 points and 2 rebounds to go along with a couple of turnovers. Dante DiVincenzo, 23 minutes, 4 of 10 from the floor, 1 of 6 from three-point line. That is 2 of 12 from three-point range for your backcourt. That's not going to get it done. 0 of 2 from the free-throw line, 9 points, 1 board, 1 assist, couple of steals, 5 turnovers for Dante DiVincenzo. Not a great night. Off the bench tonight, 27 minutes uh, tonight for George Hill, 1 of 3 from the field, 1 of 2 from three-point range, 2 of 2 from the line. Five points, five assists, four boards, one block, and three turnovers in 27 minutes for George Hill. Kyle Korver, 18 minutes, two of three from the floor, one of two from three-point range. He had an assist, a couple of steals, and five points. Marvin Williams played 23 minutes tonight, two of five, zero of three from three. He had four points, nine boards, a block, and one turnover in 23 minutes of action. Nine minutes for Sterling Brown. Zero of one from the field. Had a couple of boards to go along with a steal and a turnover. Seven minutes for DJ Wilson. He missed his only shot, a three-point attempt in the game. He did have four rebounds and no turnovers. Robin Lopez was one of one from the floor in four minutes of action. Ursan Ilyasova, one of one uh, in four minutes of action to go along with one rebound and one block. Bucks shoot 48.9%, 39.6% for Houston. Bucks shoot 9 of 35 from 3, good for only 25.7%. 21 of 61, that's right. They took 61 three-point attempts. 61 of 91 shot attempts were from 3. You you want to talk about a whole different level of shooting threes. 34.4% for the Rockets uh, there. 17 of 23 at the line for the Bucks. 27 of 31 at the line for the Houston Rockets, rebounds, Bucks kill them on the boards, 65 to 36. 65 rebounds to 36 rebounds. Sheesh. Assists 22 for Houston, 21 for your Milwaukee Bucks, 15 steals for the Rockets, is just six for the Bucks. Turnovers, only nine turnovers for the Houston Rockets. Only nine. Their bench didn't have one turnover. In the game, your Milwaukee Bucks had 22 turnovers. So really, you look at it here, eight free throws attempted difference, 10 made difference at the free throw line, 
and turnovers, 13 turnover difference uh, in this one as the Bucks lose 120 to 116 to the Houston Rockets, and was which was deemed a home game for the Houston Rockets. Already tweets coming in tonight. Big Dog 45 tweets at 1057 FM. The fan, no issues getting beat, especially by good offensive team, but playing super sloppy, questionable coaching, overall poor play in crunch time. Doesn't sit too well as the playoffs loom. Need missing pieces back ASAP. Hashtag Bledsoe. Agreed. I do remember those of you that like to go after Bledsoe, myself included. Tonight is a night where he has had some success for sure guarding James Harden uh, over the course of time. So not having him in there definitely did not help. And Wesley Matthews tried to play to one side to you know make sure he couldn't go left earlier in the game, and Harding just went right by him. And then by the end of the game, they were playing him straight up, which now meant Harding can go either way, which created more problems. And at halftime of this game, I had tweeted out, hey, guys, if Middleton played well in the first half, Giannis played well in the first half, Harden did not play well in the first half, Westbrook wasn't anything special, and you're still losing at halftime that's not a good sign for what's about to happen. Because you just figure that eventually those two guys were probably going to get themselves going. You just had to figure that was going to happen. Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on The Fan. All right, time now to eye up the enemy here on the Pick and Tape Pro Hoops post-game show as the Bucks come up losers to the Houston Rockets. Don't forget, still to come, we will have the Bucks legend, Sidney Moncrief, will be joining us. Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Center will be joining us as well and looking forward uh, to seeing what they have to say uh, coming up here as we Eye Up the Enemy now brought to you by Coaches Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stopping today for lunch and dinner and buy their fabulous Friday Fish Fry. Now open Coaches on Lake Danoon. And uh, when we look at the Houston Rockets, it all revolves really around the one and only James Harden. Harden tonight, 34 minutes, 5 of 14 from the floor, 3 of 12 from 3, 11 of 13 from the line, 24 points, 7 boards, 7 assists, 6 steals, and 3 turnovers, 31 points for Russell Westbrook on 10 of 21 shooting, 10 of 12 at the line. All five starters reached double figures for the Rockets who beat the Bucks tonight, 120-116. It's time to get the perspective of tonight's game from a Hall of Famer. I love the city of Milwaukee, the Bucks organization. A Bucks legend. It's all about the game, and I'm just blessed to be a part of the great game of basketball. Sidney Moncrief joins the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Check out their new and certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz vehicles off of I-43 North at Silver Spring Drive on AM 1250 and 1057 FM, The Fan. 
All right, joining us now, Bucks legend Sidney Moncrief on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Good evening. Your thoughts on what you saw tonight between the Bucks and the Rockets? Hey, Sparky, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Tonight. Doing good. Okay, it was, it was quite a quite a game. It was quite a game. It was. I your... love the I, I love the energy. Uh, I love the fact that the Bucks made a run without Giannis on the court the third quarter, which put the Bucks in a position to at least win the ball game in the fourth quarter. I thought the Rockets' speed, the fact they pushed that ball the first half, made a tremendous difference. Westbrook was a key, I thought, by penetrating, scoring, getting to the foul line, and setting up their three-point shooters. They took 61 three-point shots, made 20, 21 or something, and uh, it was just a very unusual game that you can get out-rebounded like the Rockets got out-rebounded. They got out-rebounded by almost 30, 65 to 36. That's right. But when you go to the foul line like they did, and when you force turnovers like they did, that makes up. I never put a lot of stock in the rebounding advantage based on history of a team can get out-rebounded and still win the ball game if they make shots, get to the foul line, and create turnovers, which the Rockets did extremely well tonight. 15 turnovers in the first half did not help the Milwaukee Bucks uh, for certain. The last time uh, you were on, after the first game in the bubble, we went back and forth on the third piece of uh, this puzzle for the Bucks, Giannis Middleton, and you throw Brooke Lopez in there. I throw Eric Bledsoe in there. Lopez with a nice night tonight. 23 points, 12 boards, couple assists, couple of block shots. You got to be proud of your guy, Brooke Lopez. He played well tonight. He played well, but I think we saw the advantage of athleticism that went to the Rockets at the end of the night. You definitely needed Bledsoe. There you go. I knew you'd come around. All right. Well, you needed Bledsoe because of the speed and pet. Uh, the other guy that was our pet was Connaughton. We needed yep. We needed him. We needed a little bit more guys that could get up and down the court that could match Houston's energy. Uh, but the Bucks, we were in a position to win that game. I thought Lopez played well. I thought uh, the coach for the Bucks did what I think coaches should do. You don't. You stay with your strongest lineup, and that was Brook in the ball game. And just because they were small, you don't match up with with a small lineup when you know you have an advantage with your bigger player, which we did tonight with Brook Lopez. We were just not able to protect the basketball the last two minutes, and that's when those turnovers I thought hurt the Bucks the most. Is down the stretch, did not protect the ball, did not make shots. Absolutely. They stalled in the half court, what, three or four times in a row. Giannis gets caught in the air and throws a bad pass to Kyle Korver and turns it over. Talking with Sidney Moncrief here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show on the fan. The other thing is you, you're talking about that size. What do you think? Do you think the Rockets can win this thing being as small as they are? Because there's not a, a lot of believers that think they can. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. They make shots. They make three-point shots. They can. Uh, they have some of the best looks tonight of any team that have played against the Bucks. They shot 61 threes. And I would guarantee you probably 60 to 65% were open, makeable shots that they just missed. Yep. So, absolutely, they can play. If that's their best lineup, I'm a believer you, pay, you play your best lineup. And they did tonight, and they were able to win the ballgame. 
Yeah, no question about it. Hey, Sid, thanks a lot for coming on, man. Appreciate it, and we'll talk to you after the next one. An afternoon game on Tuesday. Okay. Talk to you then. Sounds good. You betcha. There he is, Sidney Moncrief, on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. As your passion outgrowing your home, a Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Nick in Fox Point, you're next on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. What's up, man? Man, happy to have you back, bro. Love Baby Tausch, but talking bucks with you, no, no other person I'd rather talk bucks with. Uh, Baby Tausch did a great job, man. I miss Baby Tausch. What's up, Nick? Man, it's hard to be mad at Cash. I'm not a Cash hater. I love Cash. But what we need to see with Bled out, I believe we need to see him have a bigger second half against the Celtics. I think he only had like four or six points in the second half, if I'm not if I'm not uh, mistaken. I believe he only had eight or nine points against uh, Houston tonight. Against them without Bled, when when uh, Cash, Brook, and and uh, and Bled are all aggressive, I don't believe that there's a team that can beat us. But when when they when he has a great half like he did against Boston and tonight, he just needs to finish those games in the second. That's the only thing I can hold against his head is I think he only had like eight or nine points in the second. See, and it's interesting because when Sidney Moncrief came on after the first game, Moncrief said that he'd been critical of Giannis for not being able to finish games down the stretch in fourth quarters and, you know, have big first three quarters and then not finish games in the fourth. And then Giannis comes out and throws up, what, 16 in the fourth against the Celtics. And he tipped his captain Giannis and said that's what he needs to do more of. Uh, And now game two – Middleton has a good game, and now you come on and go, well, Middleton needs to finish stronger <laughs> uh, from your perspective. But but realistically, uh, you're both right. Both guys have to show up and hit big shots down the stretch for this team if you're going to win an NBA championship. I think that's fair uh, on both accounts. And that's, you're 100% correct, and that's where not having bled really hurts this team right now. So I can't, I can't be too upset with it. George Hill and DiVincenzo, they're going to play themselves back to where they were before the layoff. Those guys haven't looked the greatest. Um, but really what I think what we're looking for in the postseason is Coach Bud needs to make these in-game adjustments. You can't let a dude – P.J. Tucker leads the league in corner threes taken and percentage. You can't let him – now tonight he wasn't making them. But you can't let – that's why they're shooting 63s. That's why the Celtics took a lot of threes because that's the key to beat the Bucks. I want to see what Bud does in the, in the postseason. That's what really got him out of Atlanta was – he wasn't, he wasn't the best in-game adjustment. In the playoffs, he didn't make those adjustments. We saw the struggles last year in Toronto. I'm looking to see what, Bled, what Bud does excuse me, in the post when guys are really draining threes. When you look at Miami and the Celtics, those are the teams that no one's talk, uh, talking about that can really hurt us. And I, I'm looking to see what he does against that. That's what I really want to see. You know, th- thanks for the call. And you, you bring out Boonholzer here. And I, I, don't, I don't really want to go after Boonholzer all that much because, as I said before, this whole eight-game stretch started, and I've been saying it. I don't really care all that much one way or the other about wins and losses. I really don't. Now, look, if they would have won tonight, they would have won the first seed or clinched the first seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs, okay? Okay, fine. That That's what would have happened. They didn't win, so they didn't clinch it. They're going to end up with the one seed, folks. The match number's one. They're going to win a game between now and the end. So I didn't really care all that much wins and losses. I was going to let myself get worked up about wins and losses. But when you have, again, official 414 was all over it on Twitter uh, earlier, and I retweeted it because I was thinking the exact same thing watching it. When you have Sterling Brown, 
Corver, Dante DiVincenzo, Urson, and DJ Wilson on the floor at the same time. When those four or five are on the floor at the same time. Come on. I mean, you can sell me you're trying to win. Yeah, these are important games, so forth. You're going to have a hard time selling anybody you're trying to win when those are your five guys that you're playing on the floor at the same time. With all, all due respect to all five of them. But you need somebody other than those five on the floor. And I realize that you don't have Bledsoe. So you can't have Bledsoe out there with them because you're a guy short. But you need a score. Who's your score? Sterling Brown, he hasn't looked good in the first two games. Kyle Korver, he's just a shooter. DiVincenzo, he played awful tonight. Not well. Ursa barely played. And DJ Wilson doesn't belong on the floor. So, and I'm sorry to Mayor Mitch. Are you still on the DJ Wilson fan club bandwagon thing? Are you still rolling with DJ Wilson? It's been a while since I checked in on that. That's so last year, Sparky. Oh, I mean... so you've moved on and come to your senses. <laughs> Good. Well, welcome um, back. Yeah, welcome back off you know, of that. I mean, Good. He was okay in there tonight. I mean, they kind of threw a little wrinkle at Westbrook and uh, had DJ guard him. And, it, you know, I mean, it slowed him down a little bit, but... I didn't think we'd really see him. I think he more or less stunned Russell Westbrook that they would even put DJ Wilson on. I'm like, come on. It man. could be. What is going on? Am I missing something? I don't know what's going on with Dante. I mean, this, this that was abysmal tonight. Man, that was bad. Hey, man. Guys have bad games. It's part of it. That's, I'd rather that's you have two. a. I'd rather have. I'd rather, that's two thus far, shooter. Right. But I'd rather have that now and let him get hot in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, you're going to struggle in these eight regular season games or in the first round of the playoffs? Fine. But when push comes to shove, I need DiVincenzo hitting threes in the Eastern Conference Finals. I need DiVincenzo hitting threes in the NBA Finals. That's when I need that. When we get to that point, I don't need to see Sterling Brown. I don't need to see uh, who else was out there. DJ Wilson. Don't need to see him either. Don't really need to see Ursan. Probably only Corver is going to get play of the five that they're on the floor at the same time. But again... Doesn't really matter that much because you're really not playing for anything. All you're trying to do is get extended run for your guys and get him into shape. That's really all this is about for the Bucks. It's not about anything else. Even though, as I mentioned earlier, the intensity level was up. And I think as a Bucks fan, you're probably well, you were up into this game too. I know I was, because it was Harden. And he runs his mouth about Giannis constantly. So for me, it took on a little bit more added importance because of who they were playing. And it probably did for the Bucs, and it probably did for the Rockets. Big Bear tweets at the fan, Dante was awful, looked completely out of it, no timing, sorry, just had to complain about him. That was from Big Bear. I, Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with you. I mean, I don't disagree with you, I should say. But like I said, guys have bad games, man. Giannis is going to have a bad game eventually. I know he seems immortal at this point, but eventually he's going to have a bad game. He made a bad decision at the end, turning that ball over. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if that would have been Middleton with that turnover at the end? People would have been losing their minds. He cost us the game. Man, did you watch the rest of the game? People just like to find reasons to go after Middleton, it seems like. Hey, the Bucs didn't win today, but they're going to win more games between now and the end of the postseason. And when the Bucs win, you win with Wendy's new breakfast. When the Bucks win, stop by any participating Wisconsin Wendy's for a free sausage or bacon biscuit or a free small frosty chino with any breakfast purchase. I did that Saturday morning. 
got my free small frosty chino, and got the sausage biscuit to go along with it. Delicious. And the family had their frosty chinos. They loved it. So make sure to take advantage of it. When the Bucks win, you win with Wendy's new breakfast. And Wendy's offer is only good for 24 hours after each Bucks win. So you have to act fast. When the Bucks win, you win at Wendy's. All right, coming up next, I want to know from you. How important do you think Eric Bledsoe is to this team winning a championship? That's the question of the night for social media. Mary Mitchell, throw it up there. How important do you think Bledsoe is to winning a championship? Because there seems to be plenty of you saying, boy, oh boy, if they would have had Bledsoe, maybe this would have been different. So just how important is he to you as a fan? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 105.7 FM. The fan, this is your show. This is about interaction with the listeners. Calls, tweets, a whole deal. Let's hear from you. After this on the fan, Bucks lose 120 to 116. You're listening to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show, driven by Mercedes Benz Milwaukee North, live from the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin studios here on the fan. Did that really just happen? It's time for the Are You Kidding Me moment of the game. Brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to genewagner.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. All right, so the Bucks come up on the losing end tonight, 120-116 to to the Houston Rockets. Giannis, of course, led the way for the Bucks. 36 points, 18 boards, 8 assists, a block, 3 turnovers, 27 for Middleton to go along with 12 boards, 23 for Lopez to go along with 12 boards. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Mayor Mitch Ross producing this fine show this evening. We'll have more conversation on this Bucks game from tonight and from uh, Friday night as well. Tomorrow morning, Bart Winkler pregame show with Ryan Horvat from 5 to 6. And then from 6 until 10, Bart Winkler takes to the airwaves. Bill Michaels from 10 to 2. And then we're right back at it. Wendy's Big Show, Gary Ellerson, Leroy Butler return tomorrow afternoon. Looking forward to having those guys back. All right, time now for the area. Uh, kidding me, moment of the game. Sometimes there'll be positive moments, and sometimes it'll be this. The Rockets have the lead. Bucks had ahead of them. One timeout, not going to use it on this possession. Giannis wanted Corver, and Corver fouls House. And Giannis is going to get the turnover, and, and yes, he should. But I thought Cal could have done a well, little bit bunch, better job than moving up left toward the break line once Giannis had committed in the air. Yeah, well, he was flat-footed. What are you going to do? I mean, I, I mean, I understand what Marcus Johnson is saying. I'm not really quite sure what. I mean, you're, you're talking about real quick reaction there in order to pull that off uh, the way he was saying, breaking down the baseline in order to get that done. So. Uh, that is the "Are you kidding me?" moment of the game. Giannis turnover late in that one held up in the air. In the couple of previous half court possessions, the Bucks were shut down as well. How important do you think Eric Bledsoe is to this team winning a championship? That's the question on the table now. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Still take your comments on the game too. Northside Bob, you're next on the fan. Good evening, Northside Bob. Hey, thanks, Steve, for taking uh, my car, man. And, hey, I know you really don't want to be there, but I know you love the Bucks, and I've been listening for a long time. Rolling along, I, baby. 
Yes, but uh, you know, man, look, I, I I watched the game with a group of people tonight, and we did practice a little bit of the social distancing thing, but then we got intense, and you know, things happen like they are when you watch the Bucks game. But one of the things, man, that I, I I still can't get, you know, I know we gave middle to the contract, and I ain't gonna bitch about that no more. Sorry about saying the P word. Well, I know, but, but I mean that's true. There's nothing we can do about it. You can't take the money away. It is what it is, and you move right, forward. It is what it is. What it is. Right. But here's the thing. The Bucks have really got to look for somebody to take that big shot when it counts. There was a couple of times that Middleton had a big shot that you're looking to, like, knock it down or take over the game. Giannis, Giannis can do no more than what Giannis does. And in the playoffs, as, as, as it gets tighter, Giannis cannot do no more than what Giannis does. Especially Giannis in for 30, 35, 15, 18, six rebounds, 13, you, you whatever you want to pencil for me and all. But there needs to be somebody else. And we don't have that person on this roster that even got that confidence in themselves. Because Fullerton, he's got all the capa- physical capabilities, but that man, don't, he lacks confidence. And I'm going to shut it down, Spark, and you do what you do, man. Okay, but let me ask you, hold on a second. Hold, hold, hold on. Let me, ask you, let me ask you a question. So how do you right. build that confidence? Unfortunately... It's something that Chris Middleton had to do for a long time, man. Look back at Chris Middleton. He's a second-round pick. He was traded from Detroit. He was a throw-in on, on the pick. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Let me correct you, first yeah. of all. He he was right. good in college, got hurt. He Otherwise, he would have yeah. been a first-round pick. The, yeah. the, it wasn't technically a – I mean, I, it depends how you look at it. John Hammond explained it. He was literally the only player on the roster, roster that would work – uh, in the Jennings Brandon Knight deal. So he was yeah. literally the only guy that Dumars could throw in to make the deal work. According to right. Hammond, Dumars did not want to throw him in, but salary wise, he was the only guy that could get the deal done. Okay, Sparky, you write about that. Bucks got lucky that. on that one. You you write about you write about all that, but here's the thing. Spark, we got Giannis for a limited amount of time. And when I say limited, I think Giannis gonna sign an extension to go be with the Bucks. Right. But Chris Middleton contract for Kibbe broke going forward. We can't do nothing with that contract. He's not tradable. Nobody wants Chris Middleton for what he's worth. The only team they signed Chris Middleton for that deal was Milwaukee Bucks. I think we could have got better when it was time for us to make a deal to say, hey, you want to be here to play with the Bucks, you want to play with Giannis, or you want to test the market? Man, I think we could let him go to the market. And I think that is going to hinder the Bucks now and going forward because he just don't have the mentality of a closer. Giannis but, gonna need help. But wait a second. Where's that gonna come from? But, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. All if right. you have a superstar, if you have an MVP, why in the world does your second player have to be a closer? Shouldn't your well, MVP be this closer? No, here's the thing. If your MVP taking over three quarters, maybe three and a half quarters. You need somebody at some time to hit a big shot. At some point, Giannis got to go to the bench for five minutes, for five to six minutes. We need somebody that can carry the weight for five or six minutes. Don't give me 27 minutes and, and, and over a game. Where's 48 minutes of the game, and then you get free throws? <laughs> Chris Middleton, his stats is always going to look good because Chris Middleton is a good player. But the salary cap and what we signed him for, we we hamstruck ourselves. All right, thanks. We can't win with it. I got you, Norse Bob. All right, thanks for the call.
All right. So he he clearly, but he said Middleton's a good player. He's just not willing to go down with the whole Middleton is a great player at this point for the amount of money that you're paying him. But again, this whole 90-50-40 club that everybody talks about and the elite guys in there, like Steph Curry, I believe, was the last one to get in there. Middleton is at 49.4% field goal percentage, 41.3 from three, 91% from the free throw line. In the pregame, I think it was pregame, Van Gundy on ABC put Middleton up into that class. Here you go. And, and then said, well, I know technically he's not at 50% from the field, but close enough for me. It's my graphic. I'll do what I want. He belongs in that club. That's the end of that. And these are all Hall of Famers. Everyone in this club is a Hall of Famer, every single one. And Middleton is right there knocking on the door, trying to get into that club. Right there. Now, whether or not he will, don't know. I think Middleton is a good basketball player. If Middleton does what he did tonight in the Eastern Conference Final or the NBA Finals, Bucks will have every opportunity to win a basketball game. They will. He goes 27 and 12, or say 24 and 10, 24 and 8, something like that consistently in the playoffs. There'll be no need to be worried about Chris Middleton. He will have done his job. As I've stated before, all you need Middleton to do is play like how he played in the regular season. You shouldn't need Middleton to play over his head in the playoffs. During the season, Middleton averaged 21, six boards, four assists. He doubled the rebounds, outscored his points by six, and had the assist average of four. I understand people get frustrated with Middleton. I do. But this game was not on Chris Middleton. I'm sorry. You can dislike whoever you want, but this one is not Middleton's fault. The question, however, on the table right now is, and you can still talk about the game if you want, how important is Eric Bledsoe to the Bucks winning a championship? JRH3 tweets at the fan, Clearly, he was missed tonight. They need his on-ball defense and ability to get to the hoop. He is absolutely essential. Raise your hand if you thought at some point this year or last that you would hear anybody say Eric Bledsoe was absolutely essential to this team winning a championship. Huh? Who would have thought you would have heard that? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057FM. The fan Twitter is blowing up currently. It's so are the phone lines. Mayor Mitch answering the phones while he does that. Let's do this. Was it a dunk? Was it a key basket in transition? Was it a spectacular play down the lane? It's time for the wrench and go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest price auto parts around. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. All right, drive of the game and a Bucks loss to the Houston Rockets, 120 to 116 here. As I said before, drive of the game. You can do it however you want. I, I like it as play of the game as well, however you want to phrase it. Uh, and in this one here, maybe one of my most favorite things I've heard Jim Paschke do in a while, 
right? One of my more favorite things I've heard Paskey do. There were the ball was getting shot up. People were falling down. The ball was going from one player to the next. It was as slobby as it gets on the Bucks' offensive side of the floor. Rockets deflecting it all over. Bucks hustling to get it back. It was seemingly going on forever. And then this happened. They get the reset. Six on the timer. George Hill. Giannis double team. Westbrook plays for the steal. Marvin Williams. Bucks getting every, every loose ball. Lopez gets another one. Hit the three and end this thing. Yes, sir. <laughs> Good call, Martin. I absolutely love it. That was the quote I tweeted it out. Hit a three and end this thing. And Middleton delivers. Boom! Right through the bottom of the net. Uh, that was uh, the drive of the game today. 120-116 to 116 Rockets over the Milwaukee Bucks. Where are we going down to now? Carl in Allenton, Pennsylvania. You're next here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. What's up, Carl? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I didn't plan on talking about Bledsoe, but since you asked the question, uh, I can talk about that. So it, we have to be careful when we clamor for Bledsoe when he's ex- when he's not playing because we're, we what we're asking for is the Bledsoe that we like. Correct. The Bledsoe yes. That you actually get. <laughs> so, you know, that's it, the good comes with the bad. And sure. I would – and in my opinion, you know, obviously he hasn't proven that he's a good playoff uh, performer yet. So I do agree that we probably need him to win the championship. But I don't that's, – that's the blood so that, you know, if he brings his A game, we can get there. But I don't see him bringing his A game because there's no proof that he's ever done that on a consistent basis. And so. that is – you're absolutely right. That is what it is at the end of the day, Right. Him being aggressive on both sides of the floor for full games, game after game after game, right. and that's the one thing he hasn't really been able to put together. He'll put it together right. for a series uh, or three or four games in a regular season, and then he goes back to playing in the shadows again on the offensive side of the floor. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. But you do agree, though, if he's on his A game in a series, they're not going to get beat. Um. Yes, if he's on his A game, I believe – Well. We clearly will get to the final. I guess we can get to the final even without him. Even without, yep. <clears throat> yeah, I think we're so. We're going to need his A game if they're going to beat any either one of those L.A. teams. Clippers or the Lakers. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Thanks for the call. And if oh. if you weren't listening, oh, sorry, I hung up on him. Uh, sorry about that, Carl. If you're, You must be streaming us, obviously, if you're in Pennsylvania on radio.com. So apologize. Call back Tuesday afternoon when the Bucks play again. Uh, but but I, I said it the other night. Listen, if, if they get the Lakers, the Bucks. I'm, 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 I feel pretty good. I mean, I know it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but as far as how the Bucks match up physically with what the Lakers want to do and how the Bucks are set up roster-wise, I'm good. Like, let's go. Let's see what happens. Clippers, they're going to shoot the three a little bit more, and this team is in the best in the world at defending the three, as we all know. So that that may be uh, more tricky, and, and they're they're pretty deep too. How critical is Bledsoe to winning this thing uh, as a Bucks fan for you? Johnny Moonlight tweets at the fan, depends how many shots he takes and shot quality in a given game. He's a huge asset defensively, but offensively can be detrimental. Again, for me now, and Johnny, you and I may disagree here, I just want him taking shots. Like, to me, just take the shots. Just be aggressive offensively and go. Because he can get to the rim, 
He can drive and kick. He can do so many different things for you. Is he a great three-point shooter? Absolutely not. We all know this. But he's working on it. He's been working on it since Budenholzer got here. But he does so many different things offensively that can free up Giannis and Middleton to not have to do everything. And right now, you don't have that other player from a playmaking ability on the floor with those two guys. You just don't. That that person doesn't exist on this roster currently. I mean, you can hope upon a star that DiVincenzo can become that guy at some point. But right now, he's not there. Three years, maybe four years, I don't know, maybe never. But right now, he's not that guy. Just not happening. All right, 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 105.7 FM. The fan rockets over the Bucks, 120 to 116. We'll hear from Coach Budenholzer coming up next here on the Pickett's A Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North, live from the Pella Doors and Windows of Wisconsin studios here on The Fan. Who's banged up on the Bucks? Once I felt I could put weight on it, I was like, I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on The Fan. All right, Bucks come up on the losing end tonight, 120 to 116. Nothing really to speak of injury-wise, just two guys trying to get back into shape coming off of their COVID quarantine outside of the bubble. Still awaiting the arrival of Pat Connaughton and Eric Bledsoe to a regular season game. They're both there, obviously, and practicing and trying to get themselves up into shape, but they have not seen regular game action yet. Bledsoe definitely could have been used tonight. I think Pat Connaughton, because of his athleticism and stuff, could have been used tonight as well, so... Marvin Williams had been out with a groin injury. He returned tonight with 23 minutes of action at four points and nine boards in his first regular season game in the bubble uh, this evening, but not enough as the Bucks again lose 120 to 116. Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you, Mayor Mitch Ross. Other side of the glass, and how about our defensive play of the game? Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Giannis knocks that away from Love right at the rim. Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. I'll tell you one thing. If this was the Rockets postgame show, you could have just strung together all the steals in the game off of the Bucks. It was a pick parade, picking the pocket of every Bucks player in the first half. And down the lane and stripped. And down the lane and stripped. Down the lane and stripped. The whole first half. That's all it was. Just guys getting their pockets picked left and right. Giannis had his pocket picked a couple of times as well. It was absolutely amazing how quickly the hands were of the Houston Rockets players as they were stealing the ball left and right from the Milwaukee Bucks. So, we unfortunately aren't doing the Rockets postgame show to make it easy for ourselves, but good thing we have Brooke Lopez. 7.22 remaining in the first quarter. <clears throat> Give me that. Out of here, Lopez. <laughs> Six blocks the other night, Brooke Lopez, number two in the league, two and a half a game, and just great timing. I mean, he's not a guy that, you know, jumps to the top of the square, but he really does a great job reading and reacting to the basketball and then beating the offensive player to the spot where he wants to release it. 
Brooke Lopez with the defensive play of the game highlights all tonight, courtesy of Fox Sports, Wisconsin, Paschke, and Marcus Johnson on the call, like always, uh, in a Bucks loss this evening. And uh, to hear what was said about the Bucks loss tonight, you always got to go to the Bucks head coach, and that would be Coach Boonholzer. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit schneiderjobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. All right, Bucks come up on the losing end tonight. I'm anxious. I've not heard this audio yet. Mayor Mitch uh, got the Boonholzer audio, so I wasn't a part of it, so... What I'm anxious to find out is, does anybody bring up to him about why not go more with Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez in the post and just beat the living tar out of those guys inside, right? Why not? I mean, the one drive, Giannis accidentally elbows the dude and then has to go get an ice pack for his jug. Get out of here. So either way. So accidentally elbows the dude. And Mark Jackson's on the call on ABC. Oh, that's a flagrant. da 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 and God bless Van Gunny, because normally he's never nice to the Bucks. And he's like, dude, that's just an offensive foul. No, no, no. You can be elbowing guys. If that was the other way around, that would be a flagrant. Thankfully, it wasn't a flagrant. But that type of stuff, with Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez, you're telling me they couldn't get their own shot in the post against a bunch of six foot seven guys, six foot eight guys? Of course they could have. Now, I know that's not the offense that Boonholzer runs. I understand. But again, when we always talk about postseason and making adjustments, anybody that plays this team and they've got bigs, the quality of Brooke and Robin Lopez, why wouldn't you throw the ball down there and let them work? Right? Why wouldn't that make sense? Makes sense to me. Yes, Mayor Mitch? So apparently after the game, James Harden said, oh, Lord. Uh, somebody asked him about Giannis and he, he just said, next question. Good. He's not taking Giannis questions. He's, yeah, good idea. He's, he's done. Because he's sick of getting criticized every time he opens his mouth about Giannis. <laughs> but but that's fine. I mean, because, again, he feels like Giannis isn't in his league. Right? Because Giannis can't take the outside jumpers the way Harden can. Giannis doesn't have the handle that James Harden does. I get it. Like, I totally understand where James Harden is coming from. But James Harden doesn't have the length or the athleticism that Giannis does. He's not as quick as Giannis. Not even close. He doesn't have everything else. He's not the defender that Giannis is. That's not even close. So while, yes, Harden's a better shooter. Agreed. Yes, Harden has a better handle. As he should. He's a guard. Agreed. But then where do we go from there? What, what's, what then is the argument for Harden after that? Giannis does everything else. So that's that's fine. Doesn't matter. I respect Harden. I think he's a really good, really, really good basketball player. Hall of Famer for sure, no doubt. And he can be better that he's not going to be the MVP again. He's not even in the final two conversation right now. All right. So here's Boonholzer after the Bucks lost one twenty to one sixteen. Let's see if anybody brings up uh, maybe using the Lopez brothers a little bit more than he did. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You know, I think we'll take away from tonight. I think our execution, you know, our certainty of what we wanted to do. Um, wasn't where it needs to be, and that starts with me. So you know, I think a lot of tonight's on me. Um, you know, so it's it's good for our team. It's good for for all of us. Um, you know, I think a couple of possessions. We we had a lot of success going to the post. So 
you know, I think we were, um, I think, indecisive whether to play the post-up game or, or get Chris and Giannis into their, their game and had a couple turnovers. And, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, that's really what killed us was, you know, uh, turnovers, lack of execution down the stretch. So um, I actually think that's a good thing for us to learn from and we'll get better. Matt Velasquez. Yeah, but you mentioned the uh, the turnovers. What stood out to you? There's a stretch of three in a row, and you guys had four in the final three minutes. Just what stood out to you about those and how you guys can improve in the future? Yeah, you know, I, like I said, I think that we just weren't decisive, you know, with the ball, with what we were doing, um, you know, trying to play through the post and, you know, just feeding the post, different things like that, um, you know, and just – they're physical. They, they do a good job of showing a crowd. They kind of attack the ball. They're aggressive to the ball. And, uh, you know, so they were better better than us down the stretch on both ends of the court. So, you know, they deserve to win. Eric Woodyard. Eric. Coach on, the, coach, on the night like tonight, you know, when you're playing a physical team, obviously Westbrook at the point guard, how much are you missing a guy like Bledsoe really at that road or defend him in the way that Bled defends? Yeah, no, I mean, it's Eric's such a big part of what we do on both ends of the court. Another guy that can attack, another guy that can play through physicality and contact. And, um, you know, we feel like could collapse the defense. So, and, and defensively, what he does is so special. He can guard lots of different guys and do different things. So, certainly we miss him. But, you know, I think they miss Eric Gordon. He's a big part of their offense, a big part of what they do, you know. So, I think, um, you know, we miss Bled, certainly. But, you know, we got to be better, um, you know, without him. Kane Pittman. Hey, Bud. Uh, we know the, the way the Rockets play and they're going to get up a lot of threes. 61 threes is, is, is kind of an insane number. What did you think about the discipline defensively tonight, particularly when it came to the corners and, and helping there? What did you see defensively with those threes? Uh, I thought the guys followed the game plan excellent. You know, I think they're such a good team. Uh, Harden is just, you know, a pretty incredible individual talent. Um, you know, and Westbrook on top of that. So overall, I think the team, the team defense, the team commitment um, and following kind of, um, you know, a lot of what we wanted to do. Um, it's never perfect. Um, but I think, you know, I think Harden at 24 or something like that doesn't happen very often. So, you know, credit to their players. You know, they hit enough threes to beat us. They created enough turnovers to beat us. They got some free throws late that, that are on us. You know, we got to keep them off the free throw line late in the game. Um, you know, so I think, you know, that's what they're going to do. We're going to take away the paint, and, um, you know, they got us tonight. Zora Stevenson. Coach, I know you talked about some of the uncertainty down the stretch, but for most of the game, I mean, going to the paint was really working for you all, 60 points in the paint. How much do you think you all took advantage of those mismatches down low with the small ball? Yeah, I thought Brooke was great. You know, Brooke had a lot of really, you know, strong finishes. Um, you know, Giannis with – you know, lots of opportunities and finishing in the paint, um, you know, different guys getting there. So, you know, certainly uh, you know, that's that's a strength of ours. And um, there were a lot of positives, you know, how we were able to attack and play through the post and score. And so, um, you know, we'll look at both. Ferdinand Rivera. Hi, Coach. Um, how hard is it to defend the Houston small ball? Uh, any team that has James Harden on it, I think, is, is where it starts. You can put it, almost any other four guys you want out there, um, you know. So, 
certainly the, they do a great job. Harden's a great player. Um, Westbrook a great player. Mike Mike D'Antoni, you know, an offensive, you know, very very creative. So um, you know, certainly they're difficult uh, to guard. Last one to Eric. Name. Uh, Dante and George have been so sure-handed throughout this season filling in for Bledsoe. And tonight they have eight turnovers. I think George only had a couple points. Just what did you see from those two that they were struggling so much tonight? Um, you know, I don't think anything specific. You know, I'm sure both of them feel like they can they can play better and give us more. Um, you know, we'll look at the film. But like you said, George and Dante have been phenomenal for us. And, um, you know, I think they got to – you know, maybe be more aggressive. Sometimes um, it's hard when you play with, you know, players like, you know, Giannis and Chris and Brooke and those guys. Sometimes um, you got to remember to be aggressive and play through pressure and things like that. So, um, but, you know, I think they'll both, you know, especially Dante will learn from it. He'll grow from tonight. He'll be better. Wesley had that three late that it was kind of a quick three early in a possession. Is that a spot where you want to slow down a little bit there? Or is that just how the game was going? It felt like in those moments, the final couple minutes, you're a little bit, Scattered, I guess. Mm, not uh, the, the the three coming off the DHO is one that I remember. We ended up getting the yeah. offensive board. So, you know, I think uh, I think the initial action uh, was guarded, and uh, and we didn't get anything out of the initial action. And Giannis went into a DHO with West out of the corner, and he came off aggressive and and let it fly. It didn't feel like it was early in the clock to me. I thought we had some kind of action that, that didn't really get us anything, and. So him coming off and being confident and let it fly, I think that's a good three. So unless there's another one um, that I'm forgetting, um, you know, I think you know everybody's got to be aggressive and confident. There is Coach Budenholzer after the Bucks lose tonight to the Houston Rockets. Technically their first road game in the bubble, even though technically, I mean, realistically, there is no road game. But 120 to 116 Rockets over your Milwaukee Bucks uh, tonight. Your Chevy MVB of the game tonight. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or at WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. Your Chevy MVB tonight. Yes, we'll give it to Giannis. 14 of 25, 2 of 5 from 3, 6 of 9 from the free throw line, 36 points, 18 boards, 8 assists, a block, and 3 turnovers. This comes from at StatMuse on Twitter. Uh, and this just has a ton of stats and so forth in this account. It's got like 67,000 followers. If you don't follow it, you should. It's a, it's a good uh, Twitter follow. Most games with 30 points, 15 rebounds by a player in a season since 1983. Charles Barkley did it 15 times in the 87-88 season. Shaquille O'Neal did it 15 times in the 94-95 season. Shaquille O'Neal did it 16 times in the 93-94 season. Shaquille O'Neal did it 18 times in the 99-2000 season. And now Giannis has done it 19 times this season with still six basketball games to go. Yes, Mayor Mitch. Another stat coming in from the Elias Sports Bureau. You may have heard of them before. I have heard of them, yes. The Bucks are the first team in NBA history to lose a game in which they scored 110 points. They scored 116 held the opponent under 40% shooting, 39.6% tonight from Houston, and had a plus 25 rebound differential. They had a plus 29 yeah, almost for Milwaukee. Rebounds. Those teams are now 177-1 and one all-time. Sidney Mycroft said that earlier, that, yeah, I don't, 
Don't really put a lot of stock into rebounding. We've seen games where teams have gotten out-rebounded and lost. Yeah, but have we seen games where teams have gotten out-rebounded by 29 and lost? I mean, that is a huge freaking number. Now, to that same point, I can't say I've seen a game where a team has shot 61 threes in a game. They took 91 shots in the game, the Rockets. 61 of them were for three. You just don't see that every day. Yeah. And that's with the NBA becoming a three-point shooting league. You still don't see that big of a number, Mayor Mitch. True, but the Rockets know that the Bucks pack the paint. Of and, course. And they, I mean, I hate that term because teams do or teams do it against the Bucks, but the Bucks guard the rim. Yes, very, very well. At at sometimes to their, you know, to their downfall. But that's why, like we talked so about... So Houston knows they're going to come in and spread the floor. That's what they do now. Right, but that's why we, when we start talking about uh, matchups, Lakers or Clippers, that's why the Lakers make sense. They don't shoot threes. So from that perspective, it's a great matchup for the Bucs. In fact... Clippers I, will shoot some more threes than the Lakers. I would say the Rockets and the Bucks are almost the same team offensively. It's just that instead of the ball being in Harden's hands, it's in Giannis's hands. It's spread the court. Yeah, Brooke, to a degree. Robin, whoever playing center, standing in the corner. Yeah. Middleton, maybe off to the side. You know, Wes Matthews, Kyle Korver, whoever's your shooter, is kind of moving around trying to get open. And they're just trying to make things happen. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, 1985 New York Knicks. Uh, no, no. The, the NBA I mean, in general it, it, is and not And the Rockets are the same thing. It's just Harden yep. and or Westbrook trying to drive and kick. Let's go here from the MVB of the game, Giannis. How did tonight's game add up? Let's go inside. I have done, I did that in game one too. I keep saying it's seeing inside, thinking it's inside the clubhouse or inside the uh, locker room, and it's not. All right, inside uh, the locker room tonight, brought to you by Granville Business Improvement District. The Granville Connection is opening soon. Go to granvillebusiness.org to see how your small business can be a part of it. And with that, now we can listen to Giannis from this evening. No, I'm just trying to go fast. Um, you know, I saw Harden uh, guarding me, setting me towards the best man. Then I saw PJ Tucker coming, so I was like, okay, somebody's going to be open. Uh, but when I was in the air, I saw from um, my side view that Brooke cut. I didn't see George. George was under uh, the basket. He was wide open, and I saw Kyle in the corner. So I tried to throw it to Kyle, but my pass was not accurate. It was too slow. Um so I got a tournament. It felt like that possession was kind of similar to your other possessions late in the game. You guys are just a little bit discombobulated, a little disorganized. Just what do you feel happened in the final couple minutes? You know, we just got to be on the same page. Uh, it's, it's kind of hard. I feel like um, we were doing something that, that worked the whole game and uh, was uh, posting up Brooke or uh, getting in the high post. But, you know, I think Brooke got tired. Uh, we had, uh, I got tired. Uh, it wasn't organized. We tried to run high pick and roll. We were trying to run high pick and roll, but um, I was yelling post Brook. Uh, so it was just not organized. And uh, usually, maybe up six, two minutes to go, we usually close the game up, but uh, we didn't do it today. So we got to learn from it. This is a great game to learn from and try to keep moving. Eric Woodyard. So, Giannis, obviously, you know, you guys started with the restart, you know, one and one in the restart. But before that, you know, you guys was all together two and five. Do you look at anything as the season is getting, you know, getting down to the seriousness of it? Uh, just 
do, do you pay attention to the record and within the last seven games, or is that just y'all want to improve? Uh, obviously, we, we pay attention to the record. Uh, we want to finish with the best record possible. Uh, we, we, we're winners. We want to win games, and uh, we want to have a great season. We come, we came here, and then we step on the floor, we try to win. Uh, but at the end of the day, we got to improve um, with each game. You know, win or lose, we got to improve. We got to get ourselves ready to uh, play good basketball when uh, it's needed the most. Obviously, we are down with Fletcher's um, not playing, Pat's not playing. Uh, so when they come back, it's going to be a lot easier, uh, a lot more energy. But at the end of the day, we got to get better each day. We got to get in shape. We got to play good basketball. We got to give teams um, all that we're capable of. And uh, when it matters the most, we got to be ready. We got to play the best basketball we can play. Thor Stevenson. Most of this season, you all have beaten teams by double digits. So now that you're getting close to the playoffs, how valuable are these time score situations where you can get experience as time is winding down and you need a score? Uh, you know, obviously, it's it's really nice, amazing to uh, beat teams by 10, by 20, by 30. But at the end of the day, I feel like we learn. As I said earlier, we learn from this. You know, it's uh, good to play close games. We don't play a lot of close games in, uh, in the other uh, 65 games uh, that we played. So, got to keep learning, got to keep executing. And at the end of the, the game, we were able to do that in the first game, wasn't able to do it in the second game. Uh, we got to be able to you know, be consistent and uh, do it every every night. And uh, the most important thing, we got to you know, get shots, get thrown the ball over. Uh, we got to find the open man and get shots up. There is Giannis from earlier tonight, and you're listening to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North, live from the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin studios. Bucks come up on the losing end tonight to the Houston Rockets, 120-116. to 116. Giannis leads the way with 36 points, 18 boards and 8 assists, 27-12 and 12 for Middleton, 23-12 and 12 for Brooke Lopez. Matt Velasquez in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel joins us next. This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Divorce, child custody, or any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. All right, Bucks come up on the losing end tonight to the Houston Rockets, 120-116. to 116. Joining us now, Matt Velasquez from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Matt, your thoughts on what you saw tonight? You know, I think turnovers were a big deal. Uh, 23 turnovers leading to 30 points uh, in a stretch there of about a minute and a half. Uh, toward the end of the game, where it was turnover, 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 uh, that was the game. Uh, the Bucks can can maybe you know calm themselves down, play a little bit more together. Uh, and they look they look kind of discombobulated, not just at the end, but at, at a lot of points in the game. Um, especially you know first quarter, you know into the second, and, and definitely in the fourth. Um, I think that's what stood out most to me. Uh, definitely seemed like they missed Eric Bledsoe tonight. Definitely missed Pat Connaughton a little bit tonight. Um, you know, Dante DiVincenzo and George Hill wasn't their best game. Uh, yet, despite all of that, the Bucks still very much had a chance to win. You know, interesting. Uh, got, got a tweet here, uh, for, uh, not a tweet, an email here 
live at 105.7 FM, uh, the fan, talking about Eric Bledsoe. Uh, and David says people who act like the blood show is a major liability and shooting efficiency are delusional. Uh, and he talks about blood. So pretty sure he's in the top 100 amongst what 500 or so total players. When we talk about Eric blood. do you think he's undervalued by bucks fans as far as his importance to this team? I think sometimes that's true. I think, you know, there are times where people, you know, pay too much attention or, or focus too specifically on the Toronto series last year in which Bledsoe wasn't very good and he wasn't the only one who wasn't very good. Um, and, and so, you know, there's also the Boston series in the playoffs two years ago. Um, you know, so those playoff, you know, deficiencies or those, those series where he didn't show up the way people might've expected, um, you know, those, those loom large and, and, and I guess rightfully so. Um, but I think there's also, you know, merit to, uh, the things he's done in the regular seasons the past two years. The fact that he was an all defensive player last year, um, and, and he had a bunch of, you know, really big moments where he his ability to drive and get to the rim and orchestrate on offense and even make a few clutch shots uh, was was big last year. And the same the same is true for this year. He can definitely be an all defensive player uh, this year on, on one of the two teams. Um, and, and he has been, I think, even better this year when it comes to his decision making and his ability to to get to the lane and score. So, um, yeah, I, I think he he can be undervalued at times and. You just look at the matchups too. Like usually, you'd have you know Wesley Matthews and Eric Bledsoe starting out the game on you know Harden and and Westbrook in some combination. But instead, you know you you have Dante on on Russell Westbrook at the start of the game. That's you know as good as Dante's been on defense. I don't think he's he's physically ready for a guy like Russ. Uh, and and you saw that eventually Bud had to kind of cycle through and and put DJ Wilson on Russ for a few minutes just to try and do something different. Um, and I don't think that happens if Eric Bledsoe's in the lineup. So I guess that's a long answer saying, yes, I think people do undervalue Eric Bledsoe and what he means to this team at, at certain times. Because we were talking about you know Bledsoe and how big of a difference that could have made tonight. And in the post-game press conference, Budenholzer talked about the fact that they didn't have Eric Gordon. And that would have made a huge difference for the Houston Rockets. And that's very true. The other thing that's been brought up, and I think rightfully so, why not pound the ball more to the Lopez brothers when you have the size differential that you have between the Bucks and the small ball Rockets? I think they, they eventually tried to. Um, you know, they, they got to that point in the second half where it was, okay, let's get the ball to Brooke, let's get him in the post, um, let's, let's get it there in a way that we're not forcing it and we're not making bad decisions. I think that that's kind of the, the mentality that the Bucks had. And, and Giannis made, a, made mention of it, you know, in his post-game press conference saying that he thought that Brooke got tired and that he got tired. Like, those are the two guys who are going to do the most work, you know, down in the, in, the, in the post, down in the paint, you know, who it takes a lot of physicality, it takes a toll on you, and he thought that both he and Brooke got tired. And that as they as they tried to close out that game or the final few, final few minutes, they, they couldn't get to that. They couldn't execute that the way they wanted to. And part of that was, you know, their tightness. And part of it was the ball just never really got there. Chris Middleton had a pass to, to Brooke that, that missed. And George Hill drove the lane and, and lost it and stumbled. Um, they, they just kind of, you know, came apart at the seams after what looked like, you know, a pivotal play where, where Middleton made that three to put him up eight. Um, you know, but after that, they just couldn't finish. Thanks so much for coming on, Matt Velasquez. We'll talk to you again Tuesday. It'll be the big show meets uh, this show. So we'll have Gary and Leroy with me as well after Bucks and Nets on Tuesday afternoon. That'll be wonderful. Can't wait. Talk, sounds good. Have fun. There he is, Matt Velasquez. Joining us in the Great Midwest Hotline is our passion 
outgrown your home. A great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Bucks come up on the losing end tonight, 120 to 116. As I said, Brooklyn Nets Tuesday. We'll be right back here doing this fine, fine show again. Tomorrow morning, Adam McKelvey, uh, Brewers.com, MLB.com, joins Bart Winkler at 9 o'clock. Mike Clements will join the Bill Michaels show tomorrow afternoon at 120. And then Gary and Leroy return to the Wendy's Big Show at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your night. Bucks lose. 120 to 116. It's been the Pick and Tape Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. CBS Sports Radio up next. Toodles! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.